0: This is November 1st, and this is The Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. Welcome to the Bruins beat on CLNS Media. My name is Evan Marinoff So, hope you guys are having a great day, a great week. Hopefully, you had a great Halloween, which Connor and I discussed uh, prior to diving into Bruins topics. I think our Bruins topics this week some big picture ones, which are always fun to tackle. Uh, we get into uh, you know, would the Bruins be in this position if Bruce Cassidy was still the head coach? Uh, we get into when might David not get paid, and what's it going to take? Because we're thinking. It's not about money. There might be a lot more at play here. And we get into talking about that later in this episode. Uh, We also get into the big week that Bruins have ahead of them Pittsburgh tonight, New York, then Toronto. It's a big week. It's a really big week. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Connor Ryan. And we're here with Connor Ryan. Connor. What is up, Evan?
1: I'm doing well. How you doing?
0: Doing great. Doing great. We're recording on Halloween itself. No Bruins hockey, obviously. So uh, Monday night, at least. I mean, Connor, are you going trick or treating? Like, what's what's the plan here?
1: No, you know, I went to a party on Saturday. I dressed up as uh, Ben Affleck getting his morning Duncan. Showed up cool. with showed up with, you know, a couple of iced coffees. I actually had my Duncan robe. I think people didn't know that I was ben affleck though. It's one, it's one of the worst feelings, right? When you go to like a Halloween party and you show up with like, a little bit of a flourish. People are like, Yeah, what are, what are you supposed to be? Oh, then you have to oh, you, yeah. then, oh, then you have yeah. to like you have to explain it and you tell them, and like people are like, Oh yeah, huh? you're like, ah, This is this is a bad idea. People just like, damn like, you're like damn. Go t- you're, you're like, like damn
0: you're like, "Damn," these people never go on Twitter.
1: It's, you know, it's one of those ones where then yeah you, you set second guess. People thought it was just like me dressed up as myself, which I don't. Let me tell you, I love Dunkin' Donuts. I'm, I'm not showing up to Dunkin' in a robe. Not that much <laughs> of a corporate stooge there, Evan. But anyway, it was still, uh, still a blast.
0: Yes, good times. I had a, we had a Halloween party Saturday night. Uh, we went out Friday night as well. I was a very original costume. An astronaut. <laughs> I was oh, an astronaut. Nice. I, uh, I just, I, I uh, got the costume on amazon like monday or tuesday of last week yeah it was very like last minute and i just needed something to come in by then i'm never great at halloween costumes maybe one of these years i'll do something it's funny though one of my buddies who lives out in utah um he actually went as ben affleck as well with the dunks same exact thing like incredible uh down to the shirt so uh, that, that, that's I, I a was, risky
1: place to pull it off to utah i feel like it's not you would think here more people would be cognizant of some ben affleck memes out in utah you're out you're out in the desert pal
0: oh way out there uh and i and i respect I mean, he's from here obviously so yes, like, I, of like course. it makes him feel like home he was just home you know uh shout out matt Baudet. and and it's you know it's it was just such a surprising costume to see because i was like oh my god Connor did the exact same thing. What are the chances the two people on different sides of the country would have the exact same costume? We live in a crazy world. Um, do you have a favorite Halloween candy? I know people are like, get to the Bruins talk, and we will. It's a good episode, but do you have like Halloween a comes around once a year? We can, ta- we yeah, can talk. Yeah, we can talk about this, about this for And also, a bit. It's,
1: it's Reese's Peanut Butter Cups.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, you're compromised, right? You can't. I can't hate, do
0: that. I can't. I used to be way back in the day. And Reese's were very good. I have no hate against it, but I just I can't eat them. Uh, but I I respect them. I respect them. I'm not one of those people who like throws them away. You know. But wh- when I was a kid trick or treating, you know, you'd get the things with nuts in them. I wasn't gonna be like, you know, do you have any nut free candy? Because that would be kind of you know so you stupid. Like, yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I sounded like. Uh, but I would just trade them with my friends. So I'd give them like you know my. Three Musketeers for, you know, like a Spot. Kit Kat or something. And I didn't care. It worked out great. Um, I would say my favorite, honestly, it's like Junior Mints. Love Junior Mints. When they're in the little, like, there's like three or four in the tiny little box that they give out. Like, those I think are unbelievable. I actually have Junior Mints. Uh, no free advertising, but right here. I had a moment. Very nice. Today. Oh, very so, spooky too. Spooky, yeah. The black and orange inside, which is always unsettling when you bite into a junior mint and it's gray and black on the inside. Yeah, like that, that. that makes you re- feel really fresh. Um, but Twix is another good one. Yes, little Twix bars. Little, little, I little like crunch those. to them. Yeah. Yep. Good. They work. They work. Uh, no, nothing was worse than when you go to a house and they had like the little pretzels. Um, No it's like It's candy man Like it's Halloween What are you doing with pretzels I don't
1: even like the ones That have like now Like little sodas Like I don't want to have Like a lukewarm mug No You you psycho (laughs) No I oh, go thanks. home and drink the water, the drinks that are in my fridge. You idiot. Yeah,
0: yeah. Why do I? I don't need a. I don't need a lukewarm. You know, as you said, a, an orange soda or something. I'm no. I'm walking around.
1: Absolutely
0: not. No, give me some. Maybe some water, but not as the main thing. You know, if you have some on the side. But, uh, anyways, Halloween's always a fun time of year. Actually, we will have trick or treaters this year. First time in my life because back in Framingham when I was with my parents, we lived in not a neighborhood, and uh, then lived in the woods. It, And lived in the woods. We did live in the woods. And then in college, we, you know, either had an apartment or our street was far away from every, or our house was far away from everything. And so now we're in, you know, near the city and we're in a neighborhood and love kids. I'm excited. I've never had, you know, I've never given out candy on on Halloween before. So this is uh,
1: is what you have to know, Evan, is someone who lives in Southie, which has approximately like five kids living in it now. Cause it's everyone here is now 25. (laughs) What you do is you get a whole bunch of candy for the off chance. The kids are going to show up. They never show up, but then you just have like 10 pounds of Reese's cups to yourself for the next like month. That's not true. It's going to be like about a week. I'm going to eat all of them and I'm going to pass out, but it's the best part of Halloween. It's like, oh, the kids didn't show up. Twist my arm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I
0: I looks I got to do something with this candy. So uh, anyways, exciting times. Halloween. Always a fun time. There's 10 people
1: punching their wall right now being like (laughs) they were so
0: slow getting to the Bruins talk. We're we're here now. We're here now. We're here now. Uh, Anyways, um, two best teams in hockey, the Bruins and the Vegas Golden Knights. Bruins are 8-1, 16 points. Vegas 8-2, 16 points. Um, And wouldn't you know, Bruce Cassidy is at the top of the league, along with the Bruins. I think if you'd ask people before the season, I feel like they might have said Vegas would have a better chance of being at the top of the league than the Bruins through, you know, 10 or so games. Uh, But both are there. And when I tweeted that out on uh, Saturday, a question that a few people asked, and I said, this is a good podcast question. Would the Bruins be where they are if Bruce Cassidy was still here? And it's an interesting question because it's a hypothetical. And Cassidy was an outstanding coach. We were both, you know, pro Cassidy. We were kind of surprised when he got let go. Um, But I think it's safe to say they wouldn't be there, at least I don't think they would. And I think partially it's you got a new coach, you know, the new coach effect. He's easier on the guys, I guess. I know a lot of people kind of wince when they hear that, you know, oh, he was too tough on the young guy, toughen up. Well, it's like, well, they should probably toughen up, but they didn't. And you, you, you have the team you have uh, and, you know, DeBrusque is playing looser and, you know, you got Nick Foligno taking a pie in the face and practice and it's, you know, just they're doing their thing. And I think also, you know, they have a more emphasis on high danger chances, which impacts that as well. Do you think they would be still in this position if, if Cassidy was here? And by the way, I'm not dumping on Cassidy. This yeah. is, I don't want people to be like, oh, Evan, do whatever the team does. He's jumping on Bruce. No, like I, I'm just saying, I think that's the case that we got here.
1: Yeah. No, I, and again, it's one of those things where if Bruce Cassidy is still here. I wouldn't say this team was going to implode or anything like that. Maybe really? they're maybe they're five, no. you know, five and four or something. Instead of just eight, one and no, you know, it's one of those things where I think we've discussed it now after we've had time to process like the coaching change and all these things. And it's something where you can say that Bruce Cassidy is a very, very, very good coach while also saying that the Bruins could have, as a team, benefited from just a change in strategy. And, you know, I don't even want to say voice because it feels like it's now that Cassidy's not there, guys are, you know, dancing around the locker room where guys can, like, not worry about their spot in the lineup. Like, I don't know, look at. Craig Smith, who's been in and out of the lineup and on the fourth line. Like it's not like they're just like giving these guys all this rope. Even look at a guy like AJ Greer, who has what, five points already? He's still fighting for minutes. It's it's something where sure you can look at the guys that, you know, like a Jake DeBrusque, who clearly, you know, clearly is much happier now that I think there's been a change. But I think even the other guys who didn't have a, a beef with Cassidy or just, you know, weren't kind of ground down by his kind of delivery or his kind of high standards, he set for guys, you know, let's just say like a guy like, I don't know, Taylor Hall and Priest Bergeron, people that I don't think were in Bruce Cassidy's doghouse, right? Even if you had no issue or qualms with the the previous coach, I think having a new coach in there and the excitement that comes with it, the the change in strategy, the change in system and scheme. And it's one thing where I think just, doing something different in the offensive zone, getting preached different principles. I think naturally just gets more out of you. You're more excited to get to the rink and work on these new drills. You're more excited to see how it, you know, how you can apply it in a game setting. And I think it's one of those things where the Bruins naturally got a little bit of a lift from it. And now you're just seeing that momentum carry over where it's not just the fact that, you know, the goals are coming. It's the fact that everyone's kind of contributing, right? You're nine games in, you have 15 different goal scorers. Like, I, I think it's something that it's almost infectious, right? In terms of, uh montgomery's system how he's approaching it and just the fact that so many other guys are getting rewarded by it you're just you know it's just been this like kind of snowball effect so far that um has really kind of carried them and that's you you look at the way that montgomery has kind of put this team together and the structure and the system in place he kind of already mentioned you know before the uh, season opener that they're probably 50 to 60 percent uh, in terms of, you know, learning the ropes of his system. And I think he said recently it was down – it was up to 77%. Okay. We're at a number now. Ray so still Yeah, still not, still not close to where exactly it needs to be. But when you have guys that are all contributing, when you're having, you know, your defense falling into place, um, you know, guys like Felino who are, you know, clearly are value on and off the ice that they're rolling. Um, it's just something that feels like it's the momentum's you know, swinging so far in the Bruins' favor right now that – Yes, I think Montgomery's helped a lot, but you also just seem like this team's on a roll right now, and they're buying into just a, a change in gear in terms of what they're looking for with their new coach.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, I think a lot of it, as you said, new new voice kind of thing. You know, as I mentioned, the high danger chances, you know, yeah. switching things up in the Ozone definitely helps improve. I will also say, and this is you know out of Cassidy, this is, you know nothing to do with Cassidy. Craigie's back. Yes, Crazy's back. Crazy being back is a huge part of it. I mean, I know he's he's you know out right now and uh, he won't play. Uh, in Pittsburgh or New York, correct? Yes. So um, he
1: could be back by Toronto, but we'll, we'll see how that kind of goes. But. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, but anyways, he's back. And again, like yes. that, Krejci in your top six looks a lot different than Halla in your top six. And by the way, Halla did a, you know, a fine job filling in in the second half last year. I mean, he was terrific. I think Krejci a huge advantage. <laughs> I mean, I just, I don't think that's a, a hot take to say. So again, you look at Krejci coming back. You also, I think there's a, a thing around this team where, and we've said this through the past, the first couple of weeks, it's a last dance mentality with this group. You know, I mean, I think there's a good chance. This is it for Bergeron. That would probably also mean most likely it for Krejci, unless something weird happened or with, with Um, And that's not reporting by the way. That's like just yeah. speculation. Um, but I think they're buying into that. And I think they kind of have the right coach to usher that buy-in to that last dance mentality Um, and it's working so far and I just you know and again that's not to minimize what Cassidy did like again if Cassidy wins the cup in 19 he's still here Um, but I mean also you look at you know the Bruins couldn't get past Tampa Bay Um, you know the Bruins last year out in the first round like they just could never get over that hump Um, and I think there was that even if you look at that 2019 season if if Columbus doesn't upset Tampa Bay. I know we're playing revisionist history here, but does, do do they get past Tampa in that? I don't know. And, you know, does Montgomery put them over the top then? I don't know, but you know, Cassidy really couldn't get them over the hump with Tampa Bay. And I'm not putting this on Cassidy, but it's an unfortunate thing in sports where you can't fire the players. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You can only fire the coach. And I think that, you know, I'm not saying it was the right move, but it's worked out so far. Now Cassidy's done a great job out in Vegas. Yeah. Eight and two. Um, you know, I mean, again, I don't know the ins and outs of Vegas. Like, you know, I'd like to think I know what the Bruins, but I mean, Jack Eichel had a very nice goal the other night. I know that Golden Knights fans are kind of getting the first taste of Eichel, maybe not being the greatest back checker in the world, um, but that's okay. Hey,
1: but it's also kind of one of those things too, where you look at Vegas and how they're playing. It's the same thing where I think, yes, some of it is the natural lift you get from a new coach and the systems in place, but also when it comes down to it, in terms of the on ice production or the on ice numbers, a lot of it still comes down to the players, right? Like you look at the Bruins and yes, they've had a lot of secondary scoring their defense, especially lately has really kind of uh, ramped up and they seem to kind of be settling into a groove, but you also have Linus Allmark, who's been like unconscious and it's the same to yeah. go with, with Vegas too. Right. I think their biggest question mark going into the year was, all right, we have no goalies now it's Logan Thompson and their defense is still kind of banged up. Like what exactly do they have? And they're leading the NHL. I think they're first in goals against at 1.7 per game. Right. Uh-huh. So again, there, I think naturally you get a lift from a new coach. And I don't know what Vegas's power play numbers are, but I'm sure that's an area where they've traditionally been really bad. And I have to imagine they'll improve under Cassidy, but it all comes down to sometimes the players and, and who's hot and who's not at the time. Right. And so far, whether it's Thompson in Vegas or old right here also helps out quite a bit with the bottom line. Right.
0: Yes, uh, by the way, Vegas Boston Cup final would rule. That would be, uh, was that the one you picked last year? Was, was that one I picked
1: last year? The one I have now, the one I picked uh, this year was uh, Bruins Blues, who Blues kind of stink right now. They started yeah. really good, kind of stink now, but it's yeah. a long season. long season. I mean, season.
0: so I picked them against the Wild, and that had, I mean, the Wild. Yes. Speaking of team, I mean, you know, we talk about the Knights who are great on defense. Minnesota on D right now is abysmal. Um, what Minnesota should start doing is taking some athletic greens. That's what they really should. Cause our next partner has a product I use every day started taking AG one because I wanted better gut health, more energy. I don't drink coffee or use caffeine because I wanted healthier, natural energy. And AG one is providing it in droves. doesn't taste like it's super healthy or anything either. has a mild tropical taste. There we go. It's back. It's better. It's, it's either that or the Gillette parking lot. Either one works. Yes.
1: Both the same place, actually. Both,
0: the, it really is the same place. That's when uh, you walk
1: mild- into Mick Morgan's, is what it looks like inside.
0: Oh yes, that's the ex- that's the exact that's what it, it's a POV. Mm-hmm. Uh, mild tropical taste. I actually look forward to each and every morning. So, what is this stuff? One delicious scoop of AG1. You're absorbing seventy five. Yes, seventy five. High quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients, probiotics, adaptions to help you start your day right. Special blend of ingredients, support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus and aging, all the things. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, contains less than a gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, while still tasting really good. This all supports better sleep quality and mental clarity. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs to the first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash Bruins. Again, that's athleticgreens.com backslash Bruins to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I will say, I think if I was, if, if when I hand out candy tonight, if I handed out athletic greens instead I think the people would be kind of pumped about that to be quite honest. They probably
1: know. They know it's a tropical, tropical taste. Like,
0: yeah, words on
1: the street now, Evan.
0: Oh yeah. No, I mean, I think people would be pretty, you know, uh, you know, an eight year old kid dressed as like Superman getting some athletic greens. I mean, he'd be feeling great the next day. So um, absolutely. I think it'd be a perfect fit for trick or treating. But uh, (laughs) anyways, uh, one question I have for you, Connor, and I think we're going to ask this pretty much every week until something changes on this front when is David Posh not going to get paid because as it stands now he is tied for second in the NHL in points uh he's only behind Connor McDavid and he's tied with Dry Seidel and Panarin uh and he's second in goals with seven and he is tearing it up on a nightly basis one-timers dangles I mean this is as good as he's looked in a long time and I believe the athletic wrote something this weekend where he said they said uh, fluto said no rush to sign and i get why he's in no rush to sign because every game that dollar amount price of the brick going up and i what do you do if you're the bruins here because clearly if he's no rush to sign there is no hometown discount coming he's not going to like produce like this and then go nah you only like nine million a year like this this is going to come in high what do you do if you're the bruins uh, like
1: pray to every deity that he signs, really. Soon. Like, it's one of those ones where this is what we talked about, right? In terms of uh the fact that the Bruins are going to be playing with fire once the season starts, because uh, I don't know how many people had any bold proclamations that Pasternak was going to take a step back. I think when you look at his natural skill, his level of play, the fact that he finally had a, a normal offseason where he could actually decompress and get healthy and. And get right. Um, I think it has not surprised anyone that he's over a point per game. He's near the top. If not, I think he's still maybe leading the. I think McDavid might have leapfrogged him again, but regardless, he's going to be on track for 100 points, he's going to be on track for 50 goals, all that stuff. He keeps up this level, if not more. Um, and if you're the Bruins, yeah, every single game where he puts up two, three points, it's once again, I think we've gone past back in August, we're like, well, you know, if they sign up before, you know, during camp, like get him at the same McAvoy deal, maybe 10. Uh, I think you're at 11, 11 and a half right now. And if he's, oh yeah, <laughs> and I think if you're in March or April or something like that, where who knows if they want to even talk down with the playoffs right around the corner, but you're looking at, are you, you know, are you looking at McDavid money? Are you looking at McKinnon money? You're looking at 12 and a half. Like it's one of those things where, um, the Bruins are already kind of on a slippery slope. And the more he produces, the more. Um, you know, it's one of those things where the Bruins are they're definitely happy that he's playing at this level, right? You don't want him to hit a wall or get injured and be like, Well, at least maybe he can like sign soon. It's like, no, you still want him to be a guy who's on pace for 120 points. But um, yeah, at this point it's yeah, you're you're going down a slippery slope if you're the Bruins because you, you clearly want to sign them. I don't think there's any reservations for the Bruins in terms of the fact that I think they're very cognizant of the fact that they're going to have to shell out 11 plus million. You know, I don't think this is a situation like the Red Sox where it's, all right, we're going to lowball you and then act offended and be like, ah, we'll deal with this later. Like they're, they're more than willing to pay up for a guy that's, you know, they view as being a cornerstone piece of this team moving forward with McAvoy. Um, but now when you look at it, the fact that there's no progress made, is it, Going to be one of those situations where Pasternak is, the you know, the main reservation isn't about the money. It's about just the long-term vision, which if that's the case, I don't really know what you do if you're the Bruins, right? Like, you can't trade for a guy like a, uh, I don't know, like a Dylan Larkin or someone else like that. Like you don't have the assets for this year. You've already got a really good team now. So essentially all you have is the word of management to be like, no, like we are going to be committed to not rebuilding, but retooling. Because I think for Pasternak, right? He's already a superstar in this league. Wherever he goes, whether it's Boston or somewhere else next year, he's going to make a crap ton of money. Uh, The one thing he doesn't have is a championship. And I think if you're Pasternak, you don't want to waste your age 26 through 34 years on a team that's either kind of treading water or, you know, in mediocrity. So um, it's a tricky situation if you're the Bruins. Again, would have been a lot easier if they signed him before the year starts. But now you're kind of in this holding pattern where it all comes down to, I think, what Posnack's thinking and how much you can convince him that this team is going to be a contender beyond this last dance kind of season.
0: And this is why he has all the leverage, and that's kind of the issue for the Bruins in the sense that, and we kind of talked about this over the off season, you know, it, with his reservations on who his center is going to be. I think even just look past, like, you know, are they going to be competing? I think it's more even who is my center going to be. Like, I, there's, you know, you get Krejci for a year, but if he goes. Is it Zaka? Like, I, you know, like who are they getting? And I think that's a huge thing that's gonna kind of hold over this team. And we, we've kind of discussed it a little bit, where you know, the future's unknown. And I feel like every season we say, oh, the next season they're gonna have to rebuild or retool or they're not gonna be great next year. And we said that, you know, a lot of people said that at the end of last season. They looked ahead to this year and said, Oh boy. Um, especially with Bergeron potentially retiring and you know, Crazy wasn't you know officially coming back or anything. And now, you know, their future looks iffy. But even if they come back next year, that's one year of eight. (laughs) And I don't think the Bruins are any closer unless they, you know, draft the right guy or uh, they make a trade, which, again, I don't know how you do that. If, you know, you have to give up first because I think they'd like to keep their first this year, um, given that they have given it up so many times. So, again, I just I keep looking at they don't have the leverage to just say to Posh, like, Hey, your center of the future is going to be this person. And they're really good. Like, again, if they got hurdle at last year's deadline, right? Mm-hmm. No brainer, like you've hurdle, but they don't have a center. They they don't have a future yeah. center that you can and pencil him in and say to Posh, like, Hey, this guy's going to help you produce. We're gonna be closer to championship. Cause again, I think the, the core is aside from centers. The core is the future core is there, you know, Lindholm and McAvoy and, and Swayman and even Olmark for a bit and Marshan for a bit and Taylor Hall and, and Jake Debrusque and and Fabian Lysel. But you don't have a center. We've said Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> we- stuff
1: to there's stuff to build off of, but it's for them, it's literally going to have to just be like, take our word, which a lot of risk involved there, but take our word, like so help us, we will get. <laughs> Horvat, Dubois, Clayton Keller, even if we have to give up two future first, like we will get one of these guys. Like, then you know what? Again, you talk about it like, is it smart to give up future first when giving up so many? Not really, but hell, if it gets you a top six center with Pasnarok and Mac on all these guys, and you hope that one of these second or third rounders hit and you have Lysel and Laura in the system, who hell, you might have to trade them to get a top six guy, but Maybe that's the, the dice you roll in terms of you, re, you know, retool through free agency and try to win some trades as opposed to anything else, which, again, is risky. It's not like a sustainable thing, but if it gives you an extra four years on the timeline of being a potential contender, maybe that's what you got to do. But
0: would you do that? Would you yes, put, if, yeah. if they said if they said, you know, if, if you're the Bruins, depends and you're on you. Yeah, yeah, if you with the Coyotes, let's say, and it's Clayton Keller, and they say we want a first, we either want two firsts or a first and like Lysell or a first and Lowry, and you know it gets you Keller, and you know that if you get Keller, Poshnik will resign. You're doing that, yes, easily. Yeah, I think you have to. Yeah, like I, I just think it comes down to like you know Fabian Lysell looks good, and that's terrific, but the Bruins were looking for a guy like Poshnik for a long time, a- a- like a true goal scorer who puts up at least 35 goals every year, who's basically a lock for 40, 45, like those guys don't come around often. Uh, So I think you have to, whether it's Dubois or uh, Keller. I mean, do you, would like free agency? I mean, I don't know all the names off the top of my head, um, but I know Larkin's a big one, but I have a a tough time believing that they're just going to let Detroit's just going to let him leave, even though he's captain. But I mean, again, I know they have this young core coming through. I don't know if he's the best, fit for that. Right. Uh, you know, like and JT Miller's locked up in that hell storm that's Vancouver and Hurdle's locked up in that hellstorm that is San Jose. Um but I think you you kind of have to. I, I don't think you really have a choice. Um and again that's tough because again you're giving up first round picks or prospects, but I think with a guy like Pasternak it's it's you kind of have to do that. Right. Um safe bet that uh that they're gonna have to please Pasternak a bit. We're talking really safe bets talking about good friends over at Bet online football is alive and well and bet online is your number one source for all your football betting odds needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest odds news and game matchups, including this year's weekend games. Bet online is your continued source for all your wagering information, including live betting, free contests and live scores. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite uh, sports and events, including the World Series, MMA, tennis, boxing, football, NBA, NHL, and even some golf. Head to betonline.he to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with the first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. Betonline, where the game stats. Where the game stats. Is there anyone in free agency? I don't know if you have the list up in front of you or you know, but like, do you think and there's anybody just, there?
1: Yeah, well, even then like, I think you run into an issue with this free agency too, where I don't know if you're equipped to have the means to shell out Eight nine million when you've got Posternak deal if that happens along with the fact don't forget you have those bonus overages kicking in most likely with Bergeron and Krejci so I think it'd have to be something where you ship out some money in terms of trading for another guy is I think probably what the the actual avenue is but we'll see a lot of dominoes have to fall but again I think even if it's not a long term thing you got to do what you got to do to keep Posternak here.
0: The other problem, and you mentioned like March or April, if they are at that point, I, I don't know. That's because they're good this year. That's the problem. Yes. Like that's that's the dilemma I think they had with Gaudreau and Calgary. Now, I don't think they expected him to leave. Right. But they were really good last year. I, you can't, it's like the same with, um, I think it was it 2019-20. Uh, it was Krug's last year. And mm-hmm. that was up in the air. People, were, you know, that team was a wagon and it was like, you can't trade him in the middle of a good season. Now, again, if the Bruins are first in the Atlantic top of the, the league and it's February, you can't trade Pasternak, even if he, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe you could in the, I mean, again, we're going so far ahead of ourselves, but if you're that good and this is the last dance and it's one last, you know, heave for a championship with Bergeron, I don't, I don't know how you can trade Pasternak yes. I, like, I don't I don't know I mean you get a haul for him but I don't know I and mean, that hurts your cup chances dramatically um but anyways that's so far down the line but I I, I think it's closer than people think because this Pasternak stuff doesn't seem to be like you know on the fast track it seems to be it's taking his time and he can by the way there's no like right. no one's, you know He it's his negotiations it's his payday so be it um but more in the short term big week for the Bruins Top in the league, but they're at Pittsburgh, at the Rangers, at Toronto, all in one week. This is their first real road trip. Um, What's your outlook on this?
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be the first real gut check for the team, right? And it it doesn't help that David Krejci is out of the the lineup, so you don't really have the full complement. Granted, you also still don't have Charlie McAvoy, who I think I would probably say is their best overall player. Maybe that's controversial to say but i think, it, what I, don't he, think yeah, I don't think you're not wrong yeah uh, i don't think that but even if those guys you're still missing those guys um the way the bruins are playing right now it gives i think you a lot more confidence in terms of the fact that they can kind of find many different avenues to win games right you can win in a shootout you can uh hold and protect leads as you've seen in the last couple of games um old mark's been really good swayman had a really promising uh stat last week as well so hopefully he's on the right track so I think this is the first real test, right. In terms of, you know, how this team can go about, especially a lot of, you know, high octane offenses, right. Like Pittsburgh, as it is the case every year, especially early on since they are scoring six goals per game with a bunch of, again, either randos or again, you still have the same guys in place who are playing at a high level. Um, Rangers still have a really deadly power play, which I think that will be an interesting to see how the Bruins PK does against them. I think they're second in the league right now, the Bruins PK. Um, And then Toronto, which we'll see what happens. Uh, that team is not doing so well. So, that game could either be again a, a great look ahead in terms of what awaits in the playoffs, in terms could of. Could be a Sheldon
0: Keefe's last game. How incredible would that be? I don't mean to get ahead of ourselves, but if the Bruins, you know, crush Toronto on their ice and then that's it for Keith. Yeah, and I'm, I know, that, I'm never rooting for someone to lose their job, obviously. That's not it, but like yeah. still, I mean, that would be.
1: It's a fascinating like, look ahead, whether yeah. it's the Bruins lose. And it's again, a realization that you still have some other big contenders in the Atlantic. And, you know, you, as much as it's very easy and fun to clown on the Leafs, all it takes is one of their many star players to go on a heater. And all of a sudden the seven game series gets dicey, or it could be the Bruins smoke them with their really bad goalie core. And you realize that one, this Bruins team is, is very legit. And two, holy crap, the roster construction with Toronto is not great. Like there's a lot of, I think, takeaways that we'll be able to glean from this, uh, Throughout this road trip, right? Like is Pittsburgh still a contender, which looks like they still are. How do the Bruins do against a guy like Shesterkin who can win a playoff series by himself if he's locked in? What does Toronto have to offer? Um, so it's gonna be a great week in terms of not only just top matchups, but just see, you know, how sustainable, how legit this stat for the Bruins really is.
0: Well, the Toronto situation is fascinating because you know yes. who could have seen the goaltending issue coming? But I also think
1: I was totally, they were going to win the cup easily. So yeah, I
0: thought that's, that was the, that was the, um, the, the tenor North of the border, but I'm just, I, again, I, I just, they have this, you know, star studded offense. I think they can carry them. It's carried them in the past during the regular season. I just don't know how the heck that team holds up in the postseason. Um, cause again, you're gonna have to get a goalie at the deadline. Like that's going to cost you a lot. <laughs> and there's not real, unless I'm, getting someone there doesn't seem to be a goalie out there that's an elite to top tier goalie that's going to be available maybe a John Gibson I mean but that's going to take quite a bit so again I mean I just you know they're not constructed correctly (laughs) it's that simple Um, but I don't count them out I don't count them out uh, especially in the regular season because I think that's um, a really bad idea you know it's a good idea though going over and subscribing to Boston sports journal. What can the people look forward to from you throughout this week over at BSJ?
1: Yeah. We'll have you covered every step of the way for this road trip. There will be boots on the ground in lovely New York city. Going to go get a little Sparrow, go to the M&M factory, have a blast, go to Madison square garden, have a great time. Uh, So we'll have you covered there. And again, even throughout these various road trips, we'll have you covered every step of the way looking at, Uh, the Bruins strong stat, how they match up against these other East contenders, all that good stuff. So, please subscribe over at bostonsportsjournal.com. Want to follow me on Twitter? You can follow it at Connor Ryan underscore 93 for however long my blue check mark is there.
0: Yes, I mean, you you and I might be on the same uh, playing field soon enough. You're gonna have to, we're gonna have to duke it out without our, without your blue check mark. Um, Or maybe, you know, we'll, you know, we'll pay the 20 bucks a month. That'd be genius. Like a bunch of idiots. Good asset would be like Toronto Maple Leafs level of asset management there. Yes. Um, But anyways, that's Connor Ryan, Evan Marinovsky, Bruinsby listeners. Have a great rest of your week. And I hope you had a very happy Halloween.